0: I need someone to actually cut the steel. Uh, how do I do that? I can't go outside and spray paint in my shed, so it's like I, I can't sell these, you know? it started really with a, a thousand bucks of my own savings to get it started. It's true, I highly recommend not quitting your job. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I don't have enough money to hire somebody else and then you have to ask yourself the question of what do you wanna do for business? It's really hard to build up a side business to equal your current job, and one of the best things that ever happened to me was not getting
1: promoted to higher positions, to be honest. Welcome to Vintage Weights PGH. My name is Rob, and I am not in my home gym. What you hear right there is a machine shop behind me because we are here at Micro Gains. and this is Mike. How's it going, everyone? I'm here to speak with Mike about what it's like to run a small company that is, Right here in the state of Pennsylvania, in the United States of America, in this industry that we know and love, in home gym community. So, Mike, what was the very beginning? I remember seeing posts of you like spray painting plates in your shed. Yeah, those are uh, sometimes
0: I throw those up for like a throwback Thursday. Yeah. But um, yeah, back in like uh, twenty fourteen, fifteen, I'm I'm weightlifting. I'm doing like a. Progressive overload, adding a little bit of weight every time I train, squats, deadlifts, bench, and eventually just plateaued and uh, thought, hey, look, there's got to be smaller plates out there. I can't just always go up by five pounds. So I remember going on the Internet in like 2015, 16, looking on Amazon at the time and looking up, I don't even know what I typed, small weight plates, micro plates, yeah. fractional plates. And then I see a couple of sets. I thought they were kind of expensive and everything was made overseas. So I thought uh, maybe I can make these myself. And that's sort of how it got started. I reached out. Um, to a local laser cutter, and I got uh, a couple sizes made originally. I got uh, 25 of the quarter pound, half pound, three quarter pound, and one pound plates in a laser cut disc of steel, and picked those up, and uh, they were just raw steel. I ended up hanging like a piece of plywood in my shed at my house at the time, screwed it into the wall, put a bunch of nails in it, hung all the plates up, and then bought one of those uh, high-velocity, low-pressure spray guns, Mm -hmm. and then uh, some matte black paint actually shiny gloss paint I think first and then sprayed them <coughs> inside my shed sounds super dangerous because it's a small <laughs> space yeah. and I, had, I got like one of those 3M masks well, or whatever and uh I'd have to wait for it to dry flip it over just paint, paint it again and then uh you know once everything was done we'd have to slowly carry everything as soon as you touch a plate it would scratch the paint oh. um so then I started using like a clear coat I think okay. on like the maybe the second run or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was in 2016. And then uh, in early 2017, February. Just
1: to pause there for one second. So to rehash, you identified a need, identified something that you personally wanted, you personally needed, you couldn't find it on the market. Then you went to sourcing it, trying to figure out how I can prototype this, how I can produce this. Now you have a product in hand and that was maybe a year and a half, two years that that process took? Less, a year? Probably less, not even a year, maybe. Okay. I mean, I just kind of, uh, once
0: again, I think you've actually asked me this before when you were like, how do I find a manufacturer yeah. to do it? You yeah. know, um, and for me, it's just like Google, how, what else would I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure they made it a steel. So steel, how do I buy steel? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, not steel, but I need someone to actually cut the steel. Uh, how do I do that? Um, Actually, before I went to laser cut, I went to a plasma cutter, uh, which uh, plasma cutting is similar to laser cutting. It's a little less precise. And uh, it was actually in, like, State College. And he cut out the very first plates. And uh, they're very – I think I might saw them. They're very rough. Um, and he's like, yeah, they're not going to be super accurate with weight because we can't dial in like, a laser. And he suggested okay. a laser to me. And then I went to a laser cutter and got the 25 of each size made up. Gotcha. So – and then we painted them black because it was just – easy like yeah. it was you pick one color and we couldn't do just steel like if you don't know there's like a they call it mill scale which is like a like a film on the plate so they don't rust in transit so you have to clean that off so i had to clean every plate with okay. like some kind of like a alcohol bath so yeah. then the paint would stick to it or else you're sticking it you're spraying paint to like a film
1: and are you learning this as you go learning it as i go okay. yeah like so. i think i was
0: gonna do rattle cans and spray paint first yeah, yeah. and then i found out that it would be better if i had some kind of a a gun, and my dad gave me a gun that he wasn't using, yeah. so I didn't have to buy that, and I had an air compressor, and then that's what we used, and I top-loaded the paint in, stirred it up, and it was uh, auto-paint, because I thought it would stick better, okay. and then that's what we, and it was thin enough, I think it was like a lacquer-based, right. So really thin stuff, spray it, and then they have to clean all the equipment, it's super messy, like when I look back on it, and <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. like, the, you know, and I made it, spray-painted them all, and then was like, I don't even know how this is sustainable, like yeah. there's no, if I ever sold any more than one set, yeah. it just feels <laughs> yeah. like, I would never be able to do that.
1: Well, I think that's an interesting point that anyone who wants to invent something, produce something, has to think about is that if you're going to sell it, you need to make more than one. <laughs> so is this a sustainable effort? Is this a sustainable amount of labor, A sustainable amount of space that you have to work in? You know, like, is your family okay with you spray painting in the shed all the time? Right, so. that's part of it.
0: And originally it was just me making a set for me because 25 of each set is only gonna make uh, a handful of eight plate sets because that's how they were selling them at the time. You get two quarters, two halves, two three quarters, and two one pounders. Eight okay. plates. That's how
1: gotcha.
0: everyone was selling it. So I was like, "Oh, I'll sell it like that." Yeah. And then uh, I was going to take a set for myself, have a couple. I'll just throw it up on eBay. And yeah. you know, uh, we came with the name Microgains shortly after that because we we're trying to think of a name brand. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if I paint it, there's no way. I don't know how I put my logo into it. Yeah. So, like, we uh, got stickers made originally. I have,
1: yeah, I have some vintage microgains, as I call vintage them. Vintage microgains, yeah, the class, the OGs. Them? I don't know if you still have any
0: for sale, do you? No. Okay. Oh, yes. Uh, no, we don't sell them anymore. But, yes, okay. we had a quarters and ha- three quarters,
1: which were, like, extra. I got yeah. quarters yeah. Uh, when you still had them for sale for that express purpose. I was like, oh, vintage microgains. I'm going to buy these. It so. was. And that's actually a slightly later
0: version. These, oh. I still have a few of our hand-painted ones nice. that never sold. And yeah, then... Yeah. Um, with the sticker, like a paper sticker, which, like, peeled originally. Like, it was a big disaster. (laughs) But, um, you know, we got the white logo on it. And then originally uh, in February 2017, put it on eBay. Didn't Uh start with a website.
1: You don't need it. Um, That, I think, is an important point, too, that uh, you made to me at one point when we were speaking with each other about products and things that – you don't have to, you know, do it all at once. You don't need a website. You don't need all this stuff all at once. You can just focus on your product and it's, get it out there on eBay, for example.
0: It is true. We didn't build a website for a whole year until 2018, mm-hmm. and we sold originally on eBay. Um, and then we went to Amazon in, like, the summer. Okay. So, and it's because all the, e- the e-commerce, it's all there for you. You just make a listing. I've already been selling it on eBay for 10 years before that. Yeah. Use stuff, whatever, video games, sure. books, and uh it's just easy to get started, they have all the tools. And yeah. yeah, you pay a fee for that, but like, how else are you gonna get your stuff out there? I'm not gonna open a corner shop yeah. in my town to sell microplates, yeah. it's exactly. not gonna sell. Yeah. you know. So it's it's internet exclusively. So that first time we sold uh, a plate set, and I've, I've told this story before, but we sold two sets, to, I put them on eBay the very next day we sold, yeah. two sets to one customer um, in February, and I think that's all we sold the entire month. So yeah. it was two A-plate sets, And I remember I was at work, I used to work in retail, grocery retail, and uh, I remember getting the notification, and I was just like, this is amazing, I freaking sold two things that I made, (laughs) and, uh, you know, so, yeah, that's, and then it was like, well, if we sold two, what if we sell a couple more, I only had eight, six to sell, and uh, I hadn't, like, I gotta figure out a different way to code it, now it's winter, I can't go outside and spray paint in my shed, so it's like, I I can't sell these, you know, I'm gonna have to wait till the summer anyway to repaint
1: new ones, so, that's sort of the beginning of it. Yeah, the pieces and parts of things, so then... I see with a lot of small companies, scaling the company is a challenge, is something that you know. on one hand, you're happy to have the success, but on the other hand, lead times start to creep up, 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 up on a product, or you get an influx of orders, and how do you meet that demand, or you don't have a specific part you need, like I brought up earlier when I was taking an initial tour, the springs, and I remember you for the dumbbell plates, you didn't have springs, so you had to kind of do it yourself make, and make some springs. Yeah. So along the way to this point, from the point that you're at right now that you're talking about where, okay, now you're refining things, you're figuring out how to get them powder coated, how to get them um, better stickers you mentioned, the ones that weren't gonna peel off. In terms of orders starting to come in faster, how? what other kind of pieces of advice would you give to someone starting up a, a small company in terms of scaling the company and trying to keep up with demand?
0: So, uh, that's a great question. We started, or I started really with a, a thousand bucks of my own savings to get it started. That was to buy the steel, to buy the parts and stuff like that. Um, after we realized that, or I realized that painting it wasn't sustainable, I started looking for powder coaters And my original powder coder that I went to, was like, it's gonna be $5 a plate to coat. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, five times eight, that's $40 in coating. Yeah. I'm never doing powder coating, like it's yeah. over. And then um, we ended up finding a new manufacturer. So I went on to e- uh, Google, looked up other laser cutters, mm-hmm. uh, found one in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and just by Google, messaged them, asked them what they could do and how many they could make and if they had a powder coater or some source. And then, the, you know, and I think I may have ordered a hundred of each then, Then the yeah. very next order might've been a hundred of each. Maybe it was still 25 or 50. Um, And they found a powder coater, and it was much less, 50, 80 cents to coat. And I was like, oh, thank God. Like, I thought this was over. Like, Microgames was over before it started because I can't charge $80 for a set. You know, at the time, they're going for... 40 bucks this is in (laughs) 2017 um the interesting thing about microplates this is the only thing that has gone down in price dramatically even with the recession and all the pseudo recession we have and the inflation of goods microplates are somehow the cheaper than they've ever been uh, except for ours because like uh, you know our stuff has slowly you know slowly gone up over time a couple dollars in the last six years but uh yeah so now that we got those plates in uh we have a set we added the one and a quarter pound plate Mm. so because we had a lot of questions like you can use a one pounder and a quarter pounder you know obviously but people really wanted the one and a quarter so we released that as well in that summer um as far as scaling it up it was it was just a matter of like how many orders are we getting which was maybe Mm -hmm. the first month two the next month four the next month six wasn't much and i think by june june july whenever we started selling on amazon i think we sold like 50 sets in a month so that's a fair amount of plates yeah um 50 sets of eight and i think we were starting to sell them in pairs. Like, you could buy a one-pound set, a half-pound set, at
1: this point, stuff like that. this is out of your home, out of your garage. This is all out of my
0: garage, in okay. uh, my basement, actually. Okay. We had worked out of my basement. And uh, at night, like, after I'd work, I'd come home. Um, we'd, like, sticker them. So we had to sticker each yeah. one with a weight, uh, the weight 0.25LB, a micro-gain sticker. And I had to have different size stickers yeah. for the plates, you know, because the plates are smaller or bigger in diameter. Sure. And, uh, and then in the morning, we'd uh, print the labels and ship it out. If we had two, three, four orders, one order, no orders, you know, that's what we would do. And that kind of ran through um, through most of 2017 when we okay. got started. So then where's the
1: jump go from that point to transitioning to where we are now, where there's two full-time employees,
0: <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: Jan and Walt, where there's part-time employees seasonally, where there's, you know, uh, a facility outside of your basement that you're coming to. yeah. So between working out of the basement and here, was there a point that there was a huge jump or was it all a consistent, like you are saying, two, four, six, a consistent kind of growth? I'll wait for that. <laughs> Mike is actually swearing right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was the that, that was me beeping you're, out Mike swearing. You're gonna hear that yeah. here in this facility. So
0: um, in this facility, we rent a th- about a thousand square feet of this 20,000 square foot facility. So that's what you hear behind us is another company that works, uh, but anyway, so yeah, microgames when it uh, it was very incremental. Okay. Like it wasn't like we did. We just kept doubling every year, or quadrupling, or anything like that. It was okay. very incremental, and it's kind of how much you put into it is how much you get out of it. Right. I still was working full time, and you know when we switched to making the plates that we make now. So if you have the original sticker ones, those are steel. Yeah. We have a powdered metal version. We launched in twenty eighteen. Okay. Um, and that's when everything started to take off a little bit more, I'd say. I mean, I was still working out of my basement. We moved uh, from, I was living in a town called Reedsville to Clearfield, uh-huh. started working out of my garage there instead. We'd have pallets right. and stuff laying down. But the, big, the biggest boom was the, uh, the pandemic. i mean that's whenever i was able to quit my job so if you fast forward you know 2018 was pretty good we're still getting our name out there we launched our original version of the dumbbell plate which Mm -hmm. was has the rubber band around it and a one pound version only and then in 2019 we launched the half pound and the one and a quarter dumbbell plate which was the banded version Mm -hmm. and obviously we sold the fractional plates and that's what we ran through 2019 but you come in working full time still working full time 50 hours for me 50 hours a week it wasn't 40 i worked in retail Um, the guys that worked for me also worked in retail uh, it's a grind. You yeah. know, it's weekends, it's holidays. Uh, and so you're waking, you're staying up late to work on micro gains, like from nine to midnight after the kids go to bed. And then you're waking up early at 6 a.m. to print labels before you go. And hopefully my wife can, can print those and, and ship them.
1: That's something too, I think people need to think about in terms of starting a small business is that the transition might not be you know, this, you might not take out a, a big loan and then immediately cut and dry, quit your day job, and now this is your job. It might be something that's incremental, like you're describing, where you're working your day job for quite a while and then doing this at night until you can build up that customer base and build up the product demand. and. It's true. I highly recommend not quitting your job yeah. in the
0: beginning because you just don't know if it's going to work out or not, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I, I highly recommend doing as much as you can on the side and, and putting your money back into your business versus even taking any money out. Like we didn't take any money out of Microgains for the first four years.
1: That's interesting. And yeah.
0: every dollar that we made as profit went back into the business to buy more inventory, essentially, Very or nice. come up with other yeah. products or designs or things like that. Plus, every single dollar.
1: Then you're not taking a huge hit on your family's uh, you know, budget. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: at some point, you know, I'm still making money in retail. I still make that full-time salary. And at some point maybe, you know, we have a couple dollars banked up with micro gains, but you're not taking that out, you know, yeah. cause you're not like, I don't want to live on that. And yeah. then all of a sudden, you know, you, what happens to everybody is you scale up your lifestyle to meet your salary, right? Yeah. You're making 40 K you live here, you make 60, you make 80, you know, you yeah. kind of scale up. A lot of people scale up their lifestyle to meet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to do that. You know, so we didn't, I didn't take any money out of microgains until I went full time, which was July in 2020. Okay. Um, And that's, so building up all those products uh, in July, we had the the pandemic hits in 20, uh, in March, March, April, whenever Mm -hmm. like things are shutting down and we just start seeing rapid sales of our microplates at the time people were buying our eight plate set which is five pounds total as five pound plates um because <laughs> yeah. you couldn't get them yeah, right so they and, just put that on correct yeah. and one of the big one of the advantages we had I mean, in the, the beginning i was working so much at my regular job too like i worked in retail so it's like we were essential workers we were there yeah. every day um you know we're we're stocking toilet paper and the essentials and then like micro gains is growing and that point like per month it was like it doubled and then yeah. you know it, it doubled again the next month, and then it, I just literally couldn't do both. Like I was yeah. all my all my days off and all my free time was spent doing micro gains picking up orders, uh, you know things like that. So that so was the breaking point. That was the breaking was point. You had to month. decide, yeah. yeah. And so we go full time, and then I started taking obviously a salary out of micro gains yeah. to to do it full time. And then we we launched back then, we launched two and a half fives and tens because mm-hmm. there wasn't any out there, and yeah. we make all of our stuff in, a, in the USA. If people don't know. And we were able to still procure inventory where if you, obviously we all saw, if you made stuff overseas, you were not able to get that stuff. Yeah. Um, they couldn't make it. You couldn't get it shipped here in any reasonable time. It would sit in a boat for months and we were able to procure a lot of this inventory because we got it made in the USA. Yeah. And the two and a half and fives were great initially. Um, the price was high because steel was also going through the roof.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, Back when I was buying steel, it was like $400 a ton. It went up to $2,000 a ton. You know, And obviously we, we're not selling a two and a half pound plate for $2.50. Yeah. You know, we have to sell it for quite a bit more, and we sold a lot. And yeah. um, and that was sort of 2020. I hired a couple part timers, a couple of contractors, sort of in the yeah, mix, yeah. and they help with orders and things. And it wasn't until the beginning of 2021 that mm-hmm. I actually hired Walt full time, would so be my first full timer, yeah. sort of our operations manager, because I just couldn't do it all myself at that point. Yeah. You know, it's cool because I got for so long I thought like, how great would it be to do micro gains full time? Yeah. I'll be able to commit 40 hours a week to it or 50 and then it'll grow, and then like it grew really
1: quickly because of the, the pandemic, well, so. Important point uh, to bring up here, when you hired Walt full-time, did he immediately bring the motivational poster, or did <laughs> it come later? <laughs> so, if uh, the, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna drop an image of this, yes, viewers, so if you're listening to this on a podcast platform, you, you might wanna tune in, but there's a, a, a wonderful vintage motivational poster hanging uh, over about your winners. Right shoulder, which is probably right out of frame, <laughs> about winners. Yeah. So that's the kind of uh, person you want to hire full time. That's it. Someone who brings in a winner's mentality. I poster. think
0: <laughs> so we joke around a lot because we all uh, half of everybody I brought in have worked in retail yeah, and I you know. would see these and everyone probably watching has seen these ridiculous posters that hang yeah. in break rooms <laughs> of various companies there's somebody sure. rock climbing and talking about motivation even though you've never rock climbed or yeah. someone surfing or or scaling Mount Everest or yeah. running you know and uh Walt ended up having this poster and, <laughs> and brought it in so we hung it up as sort of a sort of a gag on that kind of a kind of a thing so well
1: I mean sometimes the companies that uh, been fortunate enough to meet the owners of and talk with Um, you know they don't have that many staff members as a small company it's one or two of them yep Um, so it's interesting to me to see who is working with them so like at home gym con Jason from surplus strength had Tyler this strong man as one of his employees but it was interesting to learn this morning just chatting before we started filming how both Jan and Walt, you know, you'd worked with them prior to this. It wasn't like you had to put out a classified ad for, like, employee needed classified. and, and yeah. had, a, you know, interviews or things Correct. like that. But that has to be a leap of faith, too, um, for your employees. So getting into that, when you reach the point where, okay, not only am I just inundated with too much labor to do myself, but I'm blessed to have enough of a profit to then put into hiring Uh, someone to work with me what advice do you have on that front
0: um it's tough for sure because there is a point and I think every entrepreneur goes through this I've talked to entrepreneurs that go through this where there is like there's so much work and I can't quite do it all myself but I feel like I don't have enough money to hire somebody else and then you have to ask yourself the question of what do you want to do with your business Mm. are you happy with where it's at if you are that's great that's great. You can keep running at this pace. You can do your thing. I could have continuously sold micro weights, maybe never gotten the dumbbell plate and things like that. And we, I would be at maybe a certain level. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's fine for people that want to do that. If you want to grow your business, there is a bit of sacrifice that is required. And that includes hiring somebody full-time more than just part-time. And that sacrifice paid off for me. Um, you know, maybe that's, I take a little bit of a smaller salary, but knowing that in a couple months. Walt is going to contribute X, Y, and Z. We're going to be able to get this done quicker. We're going to be able to get uh, products out to Amazon Prime. We're going to be able to come up with some new ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be here so I can now take a single day off. You know what I mean? Like, and recover your mental health, whatever that looks like. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, is, it is. I know it's very tough for people to make that climb and make that decision to hire somebody. Um, I think that people should, I yeah. do, because once again, most companies... They wanna grow, they wanna get bigger. And I know it's like, I don't wanna give this person whatever, $12 an hour, 15 bucks an hour, $8 an hour, whatever that looks like. But the, um, the amount of value that can be provided is huge. And um, as Walt saw, as a great story, we were, doing, we were doing very well when I hired Walt. I actually I had a conversation with him. I actually texted him New Year's Eve, Walt? New Year's Day, no, New Year's Day. New Year's Day, the morning of New Year's Day, I sent him an employee contract, like in a text. <laughs> In a text, it was like, here's the lowdown. Here's yeah. what you want to get paid. Let me know. And then Walt was still working at the same job we both worked at at a grocery store. And he had to be like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah. You know." Um, and it wasn't until February. He sort of got his, obviously got his affairs in order. We sure. spoke back and forth, and uh, he came on. And uh, you know, we were doing tons of volume at that yeah. time. And then uh, the, <laughs> the funny thing is, in 2021, mid-2021 summer, we definitely took a big dive. Okay. Because uh, a lot of stuff was coming back in stock in 2021. Sure. Or two and a half fives and tens fell off a cliff because Chinese stuff was coming back in, yeah. Asian made, overseas made. Whatever you want to call it, yeah. um, not specifically necessarily Chinese made, but yeah. that was coming in stock. It was just less of a price. People were buying less, and yeah, they, and, imported. Yeah, they yeah. imported. And you know, it was just him and I through the summer, um, and it was a it was a rough summer. Yeah. And I'll be honest, and and Walt remembers this That's for sure true. that it was like. Were there moments of, like, crap, am I going to lose my job already? <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, and, yeah, he's, he's just throwing it back there. He's, like, oh, yeah. sweating a little bit. And those conversations were there, um, and it didn't end up happening. And, yeah. you know, one of the, the big thing you know, we made it through the summer. Um, I'm definitely sacrificing some, some amount of salary to make sure he can stay on because I knew, like, hey, look, Christmas is coming. The fourth yeah. quarter is big for us. We need to get through this. Um, and we actually, in September 2021, we launched the new dumbbell plate.
1: Well, it's interesting what you're talking about because what I'm taking away from it is that you have to sacrifice to grow the company. Sure. Some of that sacrifice is control of things in terms of I'm doing everything. I've got to trust someone else to do some things. And some of that sacrifice is also just monetary. Like maybe I take a little bit less pay so that I can hire someone or so I can retain someone like you're talking about, the ups and downs of things. So when it comes to um, making that leap to full-time, I had spoken with you uh, a couple times and said, Yeah, the, the things that I think about sometimes personally is retirement and healthcare. That when you start your own company, it doesn't come along with those things unless you provide those things for yourself. So, what, what's your advice on those? I think that, uh,
0: so with, with bringing on Walt, I mean, uh, he's married, his wife gets uh, health insurance. So like that, I'm sure that's a big thing, right? He was able mm-hmm. to jump on her plan to get that. Sure. Um, as far as retirement, I mean, we, we actually are working on uh, actually starting a retirement plan here. Uh, they have, they've talked about it, and yeah. we might start it for my, my two full-timers as well yeah. as myself. Um, you're able to start retirement plans independently of companies. It's sure. not like you need a 401k. You can yeah. start an IRA, yeah. and um, it turns out his His wife actually works at a company, like a financial institution, that can actually get some of that started. So I think that works out a little bit for those employees. And you have to be upfront with them, be like, look, you're getting paid, obviously, You know, Mm -hmm. we're doing this. Um, I gave Walt vacation time as well. It wasn't like he has to work all 365 days. Um, You know, he's working. He was actually working a little less coming here because Mm -hmm. uh, he's working 40 hours a week, not 50. You know, we're doing eight-hour shifts. So you save a little bit there. So he's looking at it like, I get a little bit of my life back. I get the stress is much lower. Um, I get to do something that I believe in, micro gains, entrepreneurial. Like, there's definitely a risk involved, uh, but you still... You, you see enough of the advantages and it's like, I can sure. fill in the blanks with that. So like when I left my company, I had to buy health care insurance independently. Yeah. People act like it's a huge deal. Like, oh my God, what am I going to do? It's not. Yeah. It's literally not. You can buy it on the free market. Yeah. You can get tax credits towards it depending on how much money you make. It's it's not as big of a deal as people think it is. They make it seem like I get health insurance. I got to stay or.
1: quickly Googled it. Yeah. And after you would said that to me, I, I quickly Googled like just independent health and immediately not just. Companies came up because, you know, I mean, listeners, you probably know how it works on algorithms and things. You know, there's the sponsored websites and stuff. Not only did a ton of companies come up that I'm like, oh, OK, I could just buy from one of these if I wanted to buy my own health But a lot of good sources and reputable sources, um, you know, names that I had heard of that had articles on a Consumer report, Forbes, that had articles on healthcare purchasing and things of that nature. I was like, oh, okay. This isn't as scary as I thought it would be. This isn't like this abyss that (laughs) I thought it would be. So that might've just been a personal panic, personal kind of fear of mine. Uh, And yeah, it's great advice in terms of healthcare as far as like, if you yourself too, I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, if you're an inventor or someone that wants to start a small business and your spouse does have a full-time job with healthcare, well then you can kind of take that off your plate if you're able to get on theirs. Right. And that's, yeah, that's important.
0: Um, obviously, I have four children now. Yeah. So, and my wife, she takes care of the kids. She doesn't work. So having health insurance is important. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was one of the, obviously, one of the first things I looked at of getting. And it just, it was not as complicated I feel like they make, I feel like maybe employers make it sound scary. Like, you yeah. can't do it without us. And yeah. it's just yeah. not true. Yeah. Um, and I've been doing fine for several years now working
1: on my own. So, Now, any advice you would give in terms of something that, if you could rewind the clock, you'd do a little differently? Like, Hey, watch out for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I
0: think, geez, just within regards to the business, like what I would do, okay. I think I probably, I feel like I might've even quit a little earlier. Cause like the amount of times I thought like, uh, well, if I quit now, I'll try to make this amount of money, but then like I'll, I can work a little more. So I'll be able to increase sales cause I'll be able to work on this. And like, it's so, it's very scary to quit. Yeah. Um, because I had worked in retail for 15 years at that point. Um, it's been my whole life, and a full-time job, benefits, the whole thing. Yeah. A decent salary where, you know, I feel like they pay you just enough that you don't want to quit. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, oh, it's pretty good. It's harder to find a job, and you have to think, like... It's like the Godfather. They keep pulling you back in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it really it, I feel like it is like that. Yeah. It can be like that. Um,
1: That's the way I felt in the military, that uh, I was just declaring my retirement from the military and a new benefit came out in terms of like your child and education. I'm like, oh my gosh, they just keep pulling me back in. Yeah, yeah.
0: eventually it's like, you got to make that leap. When I, we were getting like these extra bonuses sort of for working during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I had qualified for this <laughs> bonus to get, I would, and I left July 4th was my last day in 2020. And I, uh, yes, I declared <laughs> independence myself. And the bonuses are paid out the two weeks into the month. Okay. And I wasn't going to be there, but I'm like, well, I worked the, the period the,
1: There's the hammering. <laughs> hey.
0: I worked on um, the April May June to get the bonus and I'm like, can I still get it? I know I'm gonna be leaving early and they're like, no, you have to work those two weeks. I did not okay. I remember I called my brother and he's like you need to leave you'll make more at gains. I called Walt and talked to him because he was still working there. Yeah. And uh, he was like, no, you need to leave. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> screw him. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. uh, get out of there. Like, yeah. it's not worth it's it. It's like, what, that, you know, that, that $1,000 or $2,000, yeah. it's like, yeah, you're going to do so much better, yeah. you know, if you just get out of there. Don't even think about staying, you yeah. know. But that's what you said. Like, they just give you enough. Yeah. Like, you don't want to leave. And it's really hard. Like, listeners or people watching should know that it's really hard to build up a side business to equal your current job in other words if you're making 50 grand a year at your job you're working all this time you now are thinking like i have to build up a business making 50 grand or close to it to be able to quit with all your free time which isn't as much so you're spending 40 50 hours making 50 grand at your job you can't spend another 40 or 50 making 50 it's very difficult this is why people have this this issue of like should i quit shouldn't i because you can only spend so much time on it Yeah, yeah so you're much better off you know, doing this a younger point in your career yeah. when you're not making a lot of money. In other words, if I yeah. felt like if I was ever became a much like a higher position, a store manager, yeah, yeah. a district manager, an executive, I would have probably never quit because True. the money goes higher and higher and it becomes much harder to replace by building up a side business.
1: Well, it's interesting to bring that up because you could also change your mindset that depending on what you're doing, of course, but in certain respects, if you're able to attain 50, 60, 70%, at least of your full-time income, part-time, imagine what you could do if you were doing it full-time. So you could change your mindset somewhat. You could, and that's where I don't think, I don't <laughs> I don't think a lot of people want to make that
0: sacrifice. We yeah. talked earlier about how you scale up your lifestyle to meet yeah. 50K, but can I take 35 mm-hmm. to do micro gains? And that's a big struggle. Mm-hmm. And if you're making 150, you know, how much, and it, like, even if you're taking 75, well, you're halving your lifestyle, right? Now you're going to be yeah. infinitely happier and all these things, but it becomes very difficult yeah. to leave or once again, to build up, one of the best things that ever happened to me was not getting promoted to higher positions to be honest because I might have not quit to do sure, this you know sure. because I would have been making too much and I would have thought ah I don't yeah. I don't think I want to quit and do this you
1: know well I mean it it makes sense to me in terms of that statement, as weird as it might sound, to be a good thing to have not. It is weird to say, but it's true. It it makes sense. It does, yeah, Yeah. for sure. So I I think you've given a lot of great advice for anyone starting out that's curious about it or anyone that just wants to take a peek on the inside of uh, this industry. And like I said, most of my listeners are home gym owners or some capacity in uh, weightlifting, something like that in strength sports. So... Thank you for tuning in. Thank you Mike for speaking with me. Just to give a little teaser, Mike and I are collaborating on a product that you will hear about very soon. So if you don't follow Microgains on Instagram yet, please do so. If you've never been to Microgains.com, please go there, check it out. And if you haven't subscribed yet, I appreciate it. Show some support, drop a comment, let us know where you stand in terms of some of this advice. What do you think? Do you have any advice on your own? Thank you so much. Old weights, new gains. Nice. All right, man. That was good. Oh, I didn't hit record. No, I'm just (laughs) kidding.